Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay, where every week we look at world soccer and what's going on. And as things start to ramp up now, now that we've kind of gotten over the pandemic somewhat, with the vaccine now being distributed and uh, things seem to be getting into a routine of ex existing with the pandemic, uh, we've got a lot of soccer being caught up. So let's get right into it. First of all, they've had the drawing for the round of 16 Champions League. And you talk about some great matchups. Boy, this is going to be great watching when they start in February. That'll be February 16th. This will start the round of 16 Champions League. Listen to these matchups. You got Borussia Mönchengladbach against Man City. Excellent uh, matchup. Both teams have good uh, talent, and that would be very entertaining. Lazio of Italy going up against Bayern Munich. Boy, that's going to be an interesting series because Lazio is capable of knocking off Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich is playing good football, but Lazio is also a very good team and needs to be respected. Atletico Madrid against Chelsea. My goodness, there's a good one there, huh? That's Diego Simeone against Frank Lampard. And uh, great talent there on Chelsea. And hopefully um, uh, Christian Plissick from the United States will be back and uh, be playing with Chelsea by the time this starts up in February. The way I understand it, Plissick is about 80% uh, healed and should be back into action here in the next couple of weeks. So we'll see where that goes. RB Leipzig against Liverpool. <laughs> Jurgen Klopp of Liverpool going back to Germany uh, with Liverpool. Boy, that'll be an interesting reunion, won't it? Now, how about this next one? Porto of Portugal against Juventus. Of course, we all know who plays on Juventus, Ronaldo, from Portugal. Wonder what kind of reception he'll get when he goes back with Juventus to Porto. Of course, you know, he played in Porto before going to Juventus. So a um, lot, uh, lot of drama there, you might say. Uh, I think Juventus will take the series. Uh, it, all of these are home and home um, starting on February 16th, but uh, I think Juventus can uh, handle Porto unless, unless for some reason Porto can get their A game together and give Juventus a really uh, tough time. Now, the next one has got everybody just salivating and just licking their lips and saying, when, when, when? Barcelona PSG. Now, <clears throat> let's kind of put this in perspective. Barcelona right now is having some problems. Barcelona is in the middle of the table in La Liga. They're usually at the top. Uh, things are just not clicking there right now. Messi bailed them out the other day on a game, and the final score was one nothing. and they beat a team that was below them. They should have beaten the team about 3 to nothing, but they only won 1-0. So, Barcelona against PSG. Now, Neymar had suffered an injury uh, on his ankle. He got uh, tackled very viciously uh, in a game that PSG lost, and uh, they don't know how serious it is at this point. But uh, he was taken off the field on a stretcher, they say he was uh, in so much pain that he had tears coming from his eyes. Uh, I saw the video of the tackle. It was pretty bad. Uh, the guy got red card and sent off, but it was in the 90th minute. PSG lost the game anyway, 1-0. So will Neymar be recovered at this point? Okay, we've got about, what, eight weeks, more or less, till February 16th. Neymar, let's hope this injury to his ankle is not that bad. PSG needs him. France or uh, Brazil needs him as well. Okay, next matchup. Sevilla, Borussia, Dortmund. Eric Holland is still out on his thigh injury, but he should be coming back here within the next uh, two to three weeks. Hopefully he can stay healthy and get uh, Borussia Dortmund uh, through the Champions League round of 16. Sevilla is a tough team. Sevilla is a good team. And Sevilla can take Borussia Dortmund if uh, Borussia Dortmund doesn't have all their personnel. Borussia Dortmund is currently falling a little bit in the uh, Bundesliga. So uh, Holland is a major, major cog in that wheel. Gio Reyna is trying to pick up the slack, but 
one guy can't pick up what Holland can do. So Sevilla, Borussia, Dortmund. And then the last matchup we want to talk about, Atalanta and Real Madrid. Very interesting matchup here. Real Madrid, of course, with a great payroll, uh, superstars, and, of course, uh, Zidane there at the helm. Atalanta, a team that can score goals, a team that's got firepower, and a team that's great on the counterattack. This is going to be a good series to watch. This will be entertaining, to say the least. So those are the uh, round of 16 matchups that have been drawn. They were drawn today. Uh, they will start again on February the 16th. That will be great football watching for sure. Okay, uh, moving on. USA this past Wednesday played El Salvador. They played in uh, Fort Lauderdale at the Inter-Miami Stadium, and USA came away with a 6-0 victory. Now, you may say to yourself, oh, wow, 6-0. Oh, okay, United States. Okay, yeah, USA 6-0, but this is what USA was supposed to do. Okay, USA was supposed to take El Salvador 6-0. Now, when they beat Panama 6-2, that was sort of a shock because Panama has gotten good over the past five, seven years in football. Their defense has improved. They have been able to mix speed along with some uh, some skill to become a team that's uh, you know somewhat uh, reputable in the CONCACAF uh, lay of things. But El Salvador is a team that USA should take at a score like this. Now, I'm not saying that the USA should have maybe you know, done better. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is USA was supposed to do this, and they did it. And hats off to them. Applause. Congratulations. They did a great job. For the game, I give them an A-. Bill Hamid in goal didn't really get tested until late in the second half when El Salvador got uh, right in on him, and he came away with a great save. So uh, USA 6 El Salvador nothing this past Wednesday. I like what I saw. Good midfield passing. Sharp uh, off-the-ball running. Uh Good signaling that, you know, hey, I'm open. Hey, I'm here. Uh, excellent communication among the players. So uh, they'll take a little break here for a while, and then they'll be back in camp about the end of January. CONCACAF uh, World Cup qualifiers start around the first part of March. So let's hopefully the United States can build all this momentum and move on for the uh, CONCACAF uh, World Cup qualifiers. Once again, USA 6, El Salvador nothing. Great job by the red, white, and blue, and let's hope that uh, we can move on from that in a positive way and keep it going. Now, we just got over the fact that uh, Diego Maradona passed away a couple weeks ago. Well, the soccer world has lost another one of its uh, past heroes. Paolo Rossi of Italy uh, succumbed to lung cancer this past Wednesday. He was 64 years old. He is survived by three children and his wife from his second marriage. He played in two World Cups for Italy, 1978 and 1982. I remember seeing him live in 1982 in Mexico. What a series, what a World Cup he had. He led Italy to the Cup. He had um, six goals in seven matches in the 82 World Cup. He was an amazing talent. He began with Juventus at the age of 16 in 1972, and then later helped uh, elevate the team Vincenza to Serie A from Serie Bay. So um, this guy was a great, great soccer player. Now, on an even sadder note related to this story, his house was broken into and ransacked during his funeral. Just, just heartbreaking. His widow discovered the break-in. Police are continuing to investigate to find out who did this. Again, just horrible. And we send our condolences out to the uh, Rossi family, Paolo Rossi, Great soccer superstar has passed away at the age of 64. Okay, uh, world rankings for world football. 
have come out. And guess who's number one? Yep, they continue to be there. That's Belgium. Roberto Martinez doing a great job with this team. Uh, tell you what, when Cutter Cutter uh, 2022 rolls around, Belgium is going to be somebody to watch. I guarantee you they'll be there. And Belgium will be a team to watch because in the past, Belgium usually gets to about that, the quarterfinals, sometimes the semifinals, and then just falls right off the cliff. I don't think this time it's going to happen. Belgium has got a real good chance to go all the way and lift the cup. So we will see how it goes. But their neighbor and number two team in the world might have something to say about that, and that would be France. Of course, France has got the Mbappe uh, force. They've got, uh, hopefully, uh, Griezmann will be there. And so uh, France has got some talent. And uh, whether the, they'll let Belgium um, maybe get in their way, who knows. But again, we got two neighbors, Belgium and France, one and two in the world. Brazil remains at number three. And I'll tell you what, Tite has done a great job with this Brazilian team. He has taken some talent, molded it. He's got these guys thinking right and not playing with emotion, but playing with intelligence. Uh, his name is Adenor Bocci. Guy was a great player. They call him Tite, and uh, he's very smart. He's tactical, and uh, Brazil will uh, do well under him as they go toward the 2022 World Cup. Number four, England. Gareth Bath, Gareth Southgate, doing a great job with that team. The English are uh, a team to reckon with for sure. They're very organized, and they move the ball well. Portugal's number five. Spain, number six. Again, two neighbors. I uh, wonder how that's going to play out coming down the road. Then we got two neighbors at seven and eight. Uh, in the world, Argentina and Uruguay. And let me tell you what, there's some passion running there, okay? So they may just have a river separating them, but trust me, there's some uh, there's some animosity back and forth between those two, Argentina and Uruguay at 7 and 8. Then we have a change at number 9 and number 10. Uh, number 9, Mexico. What can you say about the job Tata has done there? Gerardo Martino from uh, Argentina. Tata has done a great job with his Mexican team. He's got them organized. He's got them thinking right. He's got them playing with intelligence. Now, sometimes the Mexicans had a tendency when they got into that penalty box on the attack, the Mexicans would not think or they would react more with uh, just, you know, oh, we're all going to run over here. No, Mexicans are getting into the uh, attack zone with intelligence, and they're, they're creating with really nice off-the-ball runs. So Tata has got them thinking well. They're at number nine, and then... Here's a surprise. Italy, under Roberto Mancini, Italy at number 10. Italy, I mean, Italy in the past, unfortunately, here's a team that really plays with emotion. One day, if their pizza's not cooked right, they're going to you know, play a horrible game. The next day, they'll come out there and look like world. Uh, they could beat anybody. So Italy is at number 10. We'll see how long that lasts. This is a good team. In the Euros, they were doing very, very well. We'll see how long it lasts, but Italy is at number 10 in the world right now. And if I'm the Italians, I'm going to say, wow, this is a real honor. Let's keep moving forward. So we'll see what happens. USA continues to be ranked 22 in the world. They're in the top 25. This is a great thing. USA deserves it. They're doing very well. Greg Pergalter doing a great job. And he is, um, he's got things going the right direction for this team. The highest ranked African team in the world right now is at number 20, and that's Senegal. And they deserve it. Senegal has got some great players uh, in Europe uh, and around the world as well. These guys are good. They have really developed their talent, and uh, they're going to be somebody to watch in the World Cup as well. So that's a look at the uh, World Cup rankings uh, for uh, for the upcoming uh, 2022 Qatar World Cup. At this, I'm sure those rankings will change, though, as we move along. But that's where we sit right now. Now, speaking of South America, or speaking of World Cup and 
uh, teams. Let's go to the South American standings specifically. Uh, we've got Brazil at first place, which we, uh, we all expect. Argentina at number two. Ecuador at number three. Paraguay at number four. And Uruguay at number five. So that's the way the top five sit in South America right now. Really no surprise there. Those teams are usually the ones that are there. Uh, I would expect Uruguay to move up a little bit more. And uh, I don't see Paraguay staying at where they are at number four. But uh, could be surprising. Paraguay may be coming around and getting their acting gear. Paraguay in the past has been a good team. Uh, but they recently have not had the strength, uh, it seemed, in the uh, on the team or the depth to continue on. So Paraguay at this point uh, looking good at number four, and Uruguay number five, but I expect that to change. Okay, very good. African World Cup uh, qualifications will continue, or rather start up again on May the 31st and go through June the 15th, and then on August the 30th through September the 7th, and then October the 4th through the 12th. That will be in 2021. That's for Africa World Cup qualifying. Now, in Asia World Cup qualifying, uh, that actually will start back up on May, or rather March the 21st. We've got eight groups that will be uh, in action. They're, they've had action here in the past, but then when the pandemic hit, everybody shut down. But here are the leaders of the eight groups so far in Asia World Cup qualifying. Syria leads their group, but then Australia is leading their group. Iraq, Uzbekistan, Qatar, Japan, Vietnam, and Turkmenistan. Kind of interesting that the host country is leading their qualifying group in Asia World Cup qualifying. So again, Syria, Australia, Iraq, Uzbekistan, Qatar, Japan, Vietnam, and Turkmenistan leading their groups in Asia World Cup qualifying. That starts back up March the 21st. Speaking of World Cup qualifying, let's look at CONCACAF, which of course the United States would be involved in. That begins, as we said, in March. Uh, basically, um, the camps are kind of breaking right now for the holidays. They'll be back in about the end of January. Okay. In the meantime, we've got CONCACAF Champions League, which is kind of an imitation of what we got in the uh, UEFA Champions League in Europe. So CONCACAF Champions League will be on Tuesday. We've got uh, CD Olympia. They're out of Tegucigalpa, Honduras. They're going to be playing Montreal. Now, what they've done is they've taken this uh, CONCACAF Champions League and put it into a bubble. And the bubble is in Orlando, Florida. Of course, that's the best stadium around, I'm sure. Uh, Exploria Stadium there in Orlando. So CD Olympia will play Montreal tomorrow or Tuesday on the 15th. And then that game, uh, right after that game, will be Tigres of Mont uh, Monterey against uh, NYCFC. And, of course, those two games will be in Orlando. Then on the 16th, Atalanta will face America from Mexico. I'm sorry, Atlanta will face America from Mexico. And then LAFC will face Cruz Azul from Mexico in the second game. So that's CONCACAF Champions League action down in Orlando, Florida on Tuesday and Wednesday. Okay, well, we had an MLS Cup Championship game uh, this past weekend, and uh, the Columbus crew uh, playing at home didn't have very much problem with uh, the Seattle uh, Sounders. Columbus shutting them out 3 to nothing. Lucas Zalabayan uh, with two goals for the uh, Columbus crew, and Derek Etienne from the USA. He also plays for the Haitian national team. Uh, they scored for Columbus. So Columbus crew are the champions of MLS. Uh, in corner kicks, Seattle 8, Columbus 7, which meant neither team had a problem penetrating into the offensive zone. So it was a good game, very entertaining game. Seattle 65% possession, and, uh, but again, Columbus comes away with a 3-0 win. 
The Mexico Clausura was decided this past weekend. Uh, back on Thursday, Pumas and Leon played at the Olympic Stadium in Mexico City with Pumas and Leon drawing 1-1. That was a significant victory basically for Leon because then all they had to do was go home and make sure they either tie or win that game and uh, they could uh, go on and win the championship because that was a goal on the road for them. So Sunday night, Leon played at their stadium, and uh, Pumas didn't have a chance because Leon is like undefeated at home or only one loss. And uh, Leon comes away with a 2-0 victory. Nacho Ambriz did a great job with his team this year. Uh, they were in first place basically from the first week. And never uh, Sacom never gave it up, and uh, they played very, very hard. And so uh, Leon, two, Pumas, nothing. And uh, so Leon wins the Mexico Clausura 2020. Okay, going across the pond now. Let's check these standings over there in the uh, other leagues. In the EPL, Tottenham Hotspur and Liverpool, neck and neck at 25 points apiece in the EPL. And uh, those two teams will play on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday on NBCSN, 3 o'clock Eastern time. If you're home, this will be a great game to watch. Uh, this is uh, Jurgen Klopp against uh, Josie Mourinho. And, uh, whew, talking about two coaches who know what they're doing, this is going to be a great game. So uh, Wednesday, 3 o'clock Eastern, NBCSN, Tottenham Hotspur, Liverpool. Okay, in third place is Leicester City. Fourth place, Southampton with Ralph Hutzelhuddle doing a great job there at Southampton. Uh, Arsenal and Man City are coming up on his schedule. So yeah, he's going to have to prove himself. But right now, Southampton sitting in fourth place. I don't know how he does it. He has a payroll that is peanuts compared to what these other guys have. Chelsea is in fifth place. West Ham in sixth. Now, let's talk about West Ham for a minute. We all remember David Moyes. Now, David was at Everton several years back, and then he was uh, personally handpicked by Sir Alex Ferguson to take over at Man United. Well, he was at Man United for all oh, about a year, and that just did not work out. Things did not mesh right. Uh, they didn't gel. Uh, there was some you know, back and forth. And so David left and went to do some other coaching jobs, finally came back to West Ham, and uh, last year was hired to keep West Ham basically out of relegation. And uh, that's what he did. Uh, they came out points clear of uh, relegation. So they started up this new season, and now David has got these guys playing some really beautiful football. And look where he's got them right now. He's got them up in the top 10 of the EPL. They're at 20 points. They're just five points out of first place. So David Moy is doing a great job with the Hammers at West Ham. Everton right behind them at uh, 20 points. Then Man U at 20 points. Man City at 19 points at ninth club place. And then Aston Villa is 18th in the EPL. Uh, Scottish Premier League, my goodness, it belongs to one team, Rangers. They are just uh, running laps around the league. Rangers at 47 points, Celtic at 34, then Hibernian at 32, Aberdeen at 31, Motherwell at 21, and that's fifth place. So you've basically got uh, 26 points between fifth place and first place in the Scottish Premier League. In Ligue 1, pour la France, uh, you've got Lille. That's right, Lille in first place with 29 points. Lyon tied with Lille at 29 points. When was the last time that happened in the French League, huh? Lille and Lyon tied for first place. My goodness, 29 points apiece. PSG right behind him uh, at 28 points. PSG playing Lyon on Wednesday. That will be a game that PSG needs to win if they're going to stay in the top five in Ligue 1. Marseille right behind them with 27 Montpellier right behind them at 26. So it's very tight at the top of League One. PSG is still going to wait to find out how bad Neymar is hurt. Uh, right now, PSG looking to kind of get their you know, heads on straight and head on down the road. 
Now, regarding to that game uh, where Neymar got hurt, uh, it was against Lyon. They lost one to nothing, and uh, Neymar was carried off, as I said, on a stretcher. It was Thiago Mendes from Lyon who made the tackle. He got a red card for it. Don't know if there will be any other disciplinary action, but uh, from what I saw, it was a pretty unnecessary uh, type of tackle and uh, just really not not thinking about what he was doing. And uh, he was sent off, as I said, but it was in about the 93rd minute. And so it didn't make a real big difference in the game. Uh, but again, uh, <laughs> how long they'll lose Neymar is another question. So we'll keep you posted on that. Bundesliga, Leverkusen, 25 points in first place. How about that? Leverkusen. Bayern Munich right behind him at 24. RB Leipzig at 24. Then uh, Wolfsburg. Yes, Wolfsburg at 21. They have come up the standings like a rocket. And that's Oliver Glasner down there at Wolfsburg doing a great job. Again, this is a guy working with peanuts uh, compared to what everybody else has got. And uh, he has really made it happen. So congratulations to Oliver Glasner. Hopefully he can keep it up through the whole season. Then Dortmund at 19. Of course, Holland is out. Uh, at Dortmund with that thigh injury. Hopefully he'll be back in the next couple of weeks. Uh, if, if ever one guy could make a difference with a team, it's this guy, Erling Holland, who is just a, he's just so good up front. He's not only a great dribbler, a great passer, he's also a scorer. And uh, Dortmund is really missing him right now up front. Gio Reyna, uh, of course, the American is trying to do what, what he can. But, uh, you know, uh, Gio is just not experienced enough at this point to, to take over a, a team like that. Gio's a great player, and he's got a lot of great years ahead of him, but he just, unfortunately, is putting a, you know, he's just got this, um, I don't know how to put it, uh, he just cannot handle the responsibility at this point to carry the team while Holland recuperates from his injury. But Gio is out there hustling, giving 110% every game. Watching him during that El Salvador game for the United States was just an amazing experience. But uh, they're in the top five still, so hopefully Dortmund can get a win this week. Now, coming up on Wednesday, Bayern Munich plays Wolfsburg. That's going to be a great game because if Wolfsburg can knock off Bayern Munich, Wolfsburg's going to jump into the like second place of the uh, Bundesliga. When was the last time Wolfsburg was there? Wow. Again, Oliver Glasner doing a great job at Wolfsburg. So we'll see what happens there. Moving on to La Liga down there in South Spain. Real Sociedad, 26 points, but Atletico Madrid's right on their heels at 26 points. Then Real Madrid, 23. Villarreal, 22. Sevilla, 19. Cadiz, 18. Granada, 18. Barcelona at 17. Yeah, you heard that right. Barcelona at 17, and they're in eighth place. Real Betis, 16th, uh, 16 uh, points at ninth. And then Ibar continues to hold that 10th position. Ibar doing a great job uh, keeping in the top 10. We've got Barcelona and Real Sociedad coming up at Barcelona on the 16th. That will be a game to watch for sure. Serie A over in Italy. Inter Milan and AC Milan. Okay, AC Milan still up on top at 27 points. But Inter is right on their heels at 24. Napoli at 23. Juventus at 23. And Sassuolo continues in the top five. They're at 22 points. Now, Wednesday, Inter and Napoli will play in Milan. That will be at 2.45 Eastern time. That will be an excellent, excellent game because those are two excellent teams and they're right next to each other in the standings. And let me tell you what, that's North Italy against South Italy. There is no love lost there, trust me, because even though the fans uh, are limited in getting into the stadium at Inter, they will be around the stadium and the fans from Napoli, Napoli will be completely closed when that game is being uh, played. Those, uh, that, that's a passionate town down there in Napoli. 
And uh, Inter and Napoli, that's a great game coming up on Wednesday. So that takes a uh, look at the uh, world soccer for this week. Uh, so glad you tuned in. I'm Dan McClay. This is Kicks and Dribbles. Lauren McClay is our technical producer. And John Dang handles our sound. DC McClay is in our ideas department. Now, folks, uh, the vaccine is starting to get distributed uh, here in the United States and uh, in some parts of the world. Let's keep washing our hands, keep wearing our masks, and let's hopefully we can get this thing over and done with or get it out of the way at least uh, in uh, in record time. So uh, let's just you know keep, keep with it and uh, keep those masks on and uh, social distancing at six feet, wash our hands, and whatever you do, don't let your life have too many yellow cards.